Welcome to Real Life with Lily. My name is Lily Christensen. I have worked in the world of healers since I was 16 years old for over 30 years. I have a unique story filled with unusual gifts, amazing family and friends, along with a few horrific experiences filled with chronic pain and PTSD. The set of tools that I have and the processes that I've created emerged from my story and the work I have ceaselessly done to heal and to help others heal. Welcome to Real Life with Lily. All right, this next podcast has a couple of parts. The main part is a little bit of wisdom I'd like to share with you. So I'm calling it just wisdom. And the second part is at the end of each podcast. So we're going to talk about a little bit of wisdom that's going to help you navigate this podcast, Apocalypse of Light. And then we're going to talk at the end about at the end of each podcast. So here we go. I'm going to share so many tools and so much information with you. And many of the things I am sharing, I'm doing. Like eating clean. I'm a boss at eating clean and I love it. And I'm amazing at facing the next huge trauma and sitting with the pain and sorrow and working through it and releasing it. I've had a lot of experience at it and don't know many people who can do it better. I'm not bragging, it's just the truth. But don't be fooled by all the things I do well. Like you, I have my strengths and my weaknesses. And just because I've gotten really good at some things, I have a lot to learn like everyone else. And I didn't just figure these things out yesterday. Some of them took 30 years or more before I had it down well. Like learning to just be. I wanted to just be, for sure. But sacrificing and learning how to do it was no simple journey. Some of these things I'm working on, but I'm not good at, like going to sleep early. I'm terrible at it and have always been because I really would rather just stay up late. (laughs) I like the quiet and I like staying up late. However, I still value the times when I get to bed on time and feel great when I wake up. And it's still a good goal. There's a lot of truth and proof that going to bed early and arising early is good for your health. So I'm not going to stop working at it. My point is, not everything that you hear about on my podcast will be simple or quick or easy to learn, and you won't be able to do it all at once. And that's awesome. This isn't a race, and it's not a comparison. And doing a million new things poorly with little benefits or poor results will likely only burn you, burn you out. Um, It'll make you feel less successful, more stressed, more apt to give up before you feel the full benefits. And if you give up or are more stressed before you can feel the benefits, then you're not going to be able to fully live your purpose. I'm going to speak a lot to you because I want it to be to feel more personal. I want it to be between me and you and not me and us or the whole world. And I hope that that makes this podcast feel a little more intimate. Um, I know I could talk about we so it doesn't feel so bossy. Some people can feel like that's bossy. What I'm trying to say is, look, I'm going to teach you something and we're going to work on this together. And I'm pretty excited about that. I hope that resonates with you and works for you. Here's the wisdom that I have learned, often by sad experience. (laughs) It's this. Focus on your next 
most important thing. Sounds simple is not very easy. (laughs) If your life is full of half-finished projects and a million self-help books, go through them, choose your next most important thing and focus on that until you've mastered it to your satisfaction before you tackle the next one. Remove those things that you really don't value the most or care about. If you have a hundred self-help books and you really don't care about half the things in them, give them to Goodwill. Give them to a friend. Focus on the ones you really care about. If you bought one of those books or decided to do something with your life, but you did it for someone else, ask if you really want that as part of your life or not, or if that's something you really want to work towards. Did your dad want you to be a football player? Or did your mom want you to be a cellist? And even though you might have been quite talented in both, maybe you always wanted to own a ranch. Or maybe you always wanted to play basketball. Or maybe you always wanted to sing. Whatever it was that you dreamed of, but instead did what you were expected to do, think about those things and were they really satisfying to you? And if they're not reevaluate what it is that you want to spend your life doing. Remove those things that you don't truly want and make space for those things that make you feel alive, that you've always really wanted. That is the basis of everything I want to teach with my Apocalypse of Light. As you become aware and awaken to the things you can better do and learn to see what no longer serves you or is hurting you or isn't the best thing you could be doing in every area of your life. We're going to be looking at the physical. We're going to be looking at the mind and the spirit. We're going to be looking at our environment. We're going to be looking at the voices in our head. We're going to be looking at the time we spend doing things. We're going to be looking at our purpose. And if it really is suited to us or we're doing it for some other reason, uh, as we look at all of these different areas, we're going to roar or recognize, own, accept, and release those things that no longer serve us or that aren't really what we were hoping to do so that we can create space for the things that you most highly value. As you make room in your life so that you can fill it with things, people, thoughts, patterns, relationships that are real, it's about removing those things that no longer serve us. It's about filling our life with the things that make us feel alive. So as we do that, we will be able to more fully connect with our powerful light connections. We'll begin to have stronger and healthier connections to our loved ones, to our inner self, to nature, to Gaia, to our higher power, and to, our, and to the promise of a twin flame or someone who is our true companion or spouse. And all of these things together create the optimal environment where we can fulfill our purpose in beautiful ways. You can't do this all at once. You can only focus on the next most important thing. So please don't get overwhelmed by all of this information. No one learns all this stuff in a day or from listening to one podcast. And that's awesome. Before you read one more self-help book or follow one more Instagrammer or listen to my next podcast, do these four things a few times over until you are more clear about what is your next most important thing. 
Number one, write a list of cool things you have accomplished in your life as thoroughly as you can. This can be fun. Look at some things that you've done. Did you sew something really cool when you were a kid? It's not something you do anymore. You don't really care about it, but you accomplished something cool. Write it down. It doesn't have to be every single thing, but the things that mean the most to you and the things that you accomplished that you really felt like you did a good job of. And then after you've made that list, check off everything on that list that you did well, give yourself a pat on the back, and you definitely deserve some chocolate or whatever else makes you feel like you've done a good job. So number one, write a list. Number two, check them off. Number three, in my podcast and in life for that matter, when you run across something that inspires you, that is the next thing you want to work on. So write it down. Learn about it. Listen to a good podcast. Take a class. Read a book. Talk with a friend. Get a life coach or mentor and work at it. Make goals and accomplish them. And when you have that next skill down, whatever the level of down is that equals success for you, then go back to one and repeat. Add it to your list, check it off, pat yourself on the back, eat your chocolate, and learn your next most important thing. My only caveat is that some of you might be able to juggle a few important goals or intentions at the same time. That's awesome. I very often will write down a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual goal or intention at a time. It suits me, and I stay on them until I get to a happy place where I feel successful with each of them. My point isn't to tell you how many intentions or projects you should have going at a time. My point is to remind you to not overload yourself. Making too many life changes at once simply doesn't serve you or anyone else in your life for that matter. If you're always overloaded and doing too many things, you can't create the life you've always desired. Let me say that again. If you are always overloaded and doing too many things, you can't create the life you've always desired. And trust me, I get how challenging this is. It has taken me almost three decades to decompress from the expectation this society has to do too much and be more than is humanly possible. It's a crash course that leads to unhappiness. It leads to ill health. It leads to ill mental health. It leads to ill spirituality and ultimately heartbreak and failure. I have been surprised to find where true inspiration, creativity, peace, happiness, and healing comes from. It is a space of quiet and slow and calm. It is light years slower and more peaceful than crossing a crosswalk in one of our world's major cities. <laughs> That's a truth. True inspiration, peace, creativity, healing, and connection happens in quiet, slow, calm moments where we actually listen. We listen to ourselves. We listen to the wind. We listen to the universe. We listen to our loved ones. We listen to people we are with. We listen to animals, wild animals, to our pets. We listen to our heart. We think clearly with our mind and connect it with our heart and make solid, healthy decisions because we've taken the time to slow down and think it through. 
A month or so ago, I was near the 10,000 foot level of the Rocky Mountains at our family cabin. I was peacefully working on this podcast when I saw a humongous golden eagle drop from the sky in front of me by a beautiful babbling brook. She landed heavier than I expected in the pebbles by the brook. It made a sound. She looked at me and I looked at her. We held each other's gaze for a celestial moment and she lifted off and flew away into the sunlight. The colors on this golden eagle had browns and reds and light browns. So many beautiful colors that I had never seen when I'd seen a golden eagle from a distance. The power and grace and beauty that filled her connected with my soul and I felt more alive and more peaceful and more powerful just by that momentary connection. We so often miss those moments as we race at breakneck speeds from one seemingly important thing to the next. We have been conditioned to believe that the faster we go and the more we accomplish is connected to our worth. The more we do and the faster we go makes us feel valued, loved, and respected. This isn't a good or healthy measure of any of these things, and it simply isn't the healthiest way to live. Now, some of you are bristling as I say this, and I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear saying, but Lily, I'd never have finished college if I did what you're telling me to do, or I couldn't keep my job now if I did that. Or, my kids are never going to grow up healthy and successful if they don't do every sport, learn a couple of instruments, or involve with student government, write, draw, dance, serve, etc., etc., etc. Or, if I don't work hard and study hard, I'll never get ahead. I hear you. I get it. I raised four kiddos and have worked tirelessly for decades to write my fantasy novel, draw, paint, create my apocalypse of light, healing platform, and now these podcasts. I haven't been able to do everything I wanted to do with my book or my platform because I chose to raise children and we lived in a busy modern life. I had to choose what was most important to me and then I just kept trying to do better, to find the next more peaceful thing that I could add that would give me reprieve enough that I felt more peaceful and then I kept going. I kept trying to create routines where I could breathe and heal and slow down. I said no to a lot of things that weren't as important to me as peace and calm. I quit my gym membership and chose to take walks outside and hikes in nature instead. I added normal movement into my everyday and sit-ups and push-ups and stretching and yoga. I chose to read good books and to listen to peaceful music. I made every day a spa day with my favorite essential oils and homemade soaps and so many other fun, luxurious things. I've pampered myself when I could and done so many other things that though my life has been every bit as challenging as anyone I know, my life has also been full of light and beauty and happiness and as many peaceful moments as I could possibly gather. I'll talk more about these things that I've done in my life, more of these tools, more of these routines to make my life more fulfilling and more peaceful in future podcasts. 
My point here is that even in our stressful, busy lives, we have a lot of things we still have control over. Our children don't need to be involved in every sport, and they don't need three instruments to learn, and art lessons and cheer and everything else that we try to fit into their life may not be the best solution for them. We don't need to overschedule ourselves in every area of our lives. We don't need to please the masses so that we are stressed out and overworked and not able to enjoy it. No is a perfectly good and healthy answer. Am I telling you to quit your job and give up your dreams or the dreams you have for your children? Of course not. However, over the course of my podcast... I believe you will begin to formulate another way to navigate our modern crazy and our modern chaos to create more peace and more calm and space to breathe, space to create, space to serve, space to just be. And as you learn to prioritize, intentionally live your day-to-day and take the tools that I share that call to you, not every single one of them, but the ones that really call to you. You will not only accomplish the things you most care about, you will do so more simply, filled with more peace and happiness than you ever could have found by trying hopelessly to add every cool thing you see into your world. So here is my main advice about listening to my Apocalypse of Light podcast. Number one, only focus on your next most important thing or thing few things. Don't try to do it all. Create space for more peaceful activities by letting go of the less important things. One, only focus on your next most important thing. Two, don't try to do it all. And three, create space for more peaceful activities by letting go of less important things. This is going to be fun. All right, this is the second part of the podcast. I was first inspired by aha moments when I was learning of a philosophy of homeschooling called a Thomas Jefferson education. The founder of that movement, Oliver DeMille, described aha moments as one where you learned something that touched your soul. It inspired you in a way that changed your outlook or your behavior and inspired you to rise in your life. I love aha moments and try to write them down when I have them. Now, Oliver DeMille was talking about having aha moments specifically while you're reading an inspiring book, and that is a wonderful place to get aha moments. We will talk about inspiring books in a future podcast. At the end of each podcast, you guys can send your aha moments and hopefully we'll inspire each other as we're each growing. Again, this doesn't mean that you need to do the next thing that that person needs to do. It just means that it can inspire you for maybe some future goal or for some future idea, or maybe right now is the perfect time. But I hope that we can inspire each other. Aha moments can happen while doing many things, and many show up while doing repetitious and simple daily chores, or sitting by the beach, or talking with a neighbor, or a spouse, or a child, or a parent, or a grandparent, watching a child play, or walking in nature or when you're not able to sleep, (laughs) or listening to podcasts, etc. But they usually happen when you're slowing down just a little bit. 
So if something I say in my podcast inspires you to do something better or more healing for yourself, or if you are practicing something you learned here and had an aha moment, please send me an email at lmchristensen at live.com. L-M-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-O-N at L-I-V-E dot C-O-M. Or leave a comment below. I will collect our aha moments and share as many as I can in my next podcast. What are some of your most recent aha moments? Anything from something that might have been said in this podcast or anything else you've been inspired by? Until next time, breathe. Slow down a little. Connect with what's real. Roar at what no longer serves you and embrace your light connections. All my love, Lily.